0: My name's Chris, and this is the first episode of The Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy. Let me introduce my guest host here. To the side of me is my buddy Stephen. Stephen, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. It's a lovely Saturday morning. I could see outside your window that it is quite bright in the state of Arizona. And then down below us, we've got Avery. Avery, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great today. Sadly, now have no video of my face to show how pretty it is over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's get into this. So the first thing I would like to talk about, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to show it because I don't want Rockstar coming after us. Right. Um, but it's the uh, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy are they calling a remake or a what what is the technical term
1: because it's not like a complete remake they're just upgrading it yeah i I would say it's funny i actually had a um, a conversation about this a couple of days ago about a remake versus a remaster and you know a, a remake usually entails more than just a graphical change but more of just like hardware changes you know a lot of just um uh advanced settings that are changed within you know within the the remake of the game and then for a remaster is more of just you know graphical changes and then just some cleanups some in-house you know cleanups for like the modern day Uh so 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 i feel like yeah with the new trilogy like i feel like it's more like a remaster than a remake
0: okay and -hmm. and like whereas the knights of the old republic is going to be a remake right right That'll, that'll be a big conversation for later Oh, I've already that point. <laughs> Completely
1: the greatest games
2: episode. ever made in the last ten years, so oh, that geez. that will warrant its own. That was that was
0: the game. Uh, okay, that, that that was the game that made me fall in love with storytelling in video games. The story mm-hmm. for Knights of the Old Republic just nailed me, and I was like, ah, oh, now I'm stuck. I'm hooked on right. video games. Um, right. but so the Grand Theft Auto thing, um, there there. This is a remaster. Mm-hmm. they're just updating graphics and uh so i played the crap out of grand theft auto 3 okay i played the holy crap out of vice city like i spent mm-hmm. so much time in vice city mm-hmm. and then i played a lot of san andreas and then i met a girl and quit playing video games for a few months and then just never went back <laughs> um so i i've spent a lot of time in these games and i loved all of them back then mm-hmm. and and I'm and I'm watching this trailer, and I'm seeing what they're doing, and like it looks a little bit better. It's kind of more. It's actually more cartoony to me. Um, but I don't well, think game, I
2: care. The games were a little cartoony. Um, mm-hmm. That was just yeah the nature of the graphics that they had well, at the time.
0: Yeah, so, the PlayStation
2: too. Yeah, yeah, they didn't go the way of bringing it up into you know. GTA 5 mm-hmm. but they they did they left some of the cartoonish of it which with Vice City it's understandable you know it was it was pretty garish
1: yeah
0: well and yeah I, and I'd say the same for the other two um but I I I have no interest in buying this I it's like I play I played those games I enjoyed <laughs> the hell out of them it's over like <laughs> let's move on
1: Right. Um, what do yeah. you guys think? I so when I saw it, it was it's actually funny. I didn't even know you know they were making a trilogy uh, remake until like last week. Um, mm-hmm. Saw the trailer for it on YouTube, and I was all like, "Oh wow, this is this is happening! Like Rockstar is actually doing this." Because if I'm not mistaken, I don't think this is like the first time they've actually done any sort of remaster or remake for the old games, right? Yes.
2: Yeah actually i believe they did some graphical updates when they released red dead redemption Uh one on the xbox system okay okay but it wasn't major and it was they didn't title it a remake or a remaster it was just i think it was just some graphical just just a graphical
1: update okay yeah and and it and um to your point Chris how are you saying you know with the how the graphics look it's still more on the side of the cartoony and i think you know that's definitely an aesthetic choice they they stuck with just based mm-hmm. off you know just the the time of, of it was especially with Vice city right like i feel if that was more in the realms of Gta 5 graphics it just it would look off-putting you know yeah
0: you're you're probably not wrong but mm-hmm. i would if they did a if they did a remake of Vice City, I'd probably be mm. a hell of a
1: lot more interested. Definitely, and and you know that's one of the key things I think that um, you know I was expecting as far as seeing a new uh, definitive edition is not not just a remaster but like a remake, right? Like seeing Vice City upgraded to GTA Five settings and controls and just the quality of life. You know, having that integrated with Vice City, I think would just and yeah, enhance the wanting to go back and play those games over versus like, oh, we, we splashed some new graphics on it, you know, and just did some yeah. little minor quality of life changes. But for the most part, it's still Vice City that you played, you know, 10 plus years ago,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. um Yeah, I think that would be awesome because felt like you were freaking Scarface playing that game.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking. Speaking of Scarface, have you guys? Have you guys ever played the Scarface game? No. No. No, no I never played that one. Oh well. It, sadly, it's really hard to play now because it's just there's like no computer alive right now that can uh, play <laughs> it correctly without it, it. Yeah, without it just crashing completely. Like there's so many bugs on the on the PC oh. side of it. it's ridiculous. What um, if you had like a PlayStation Two emulator? Probably. I did recently try it on my xbox 360 and it didn't age very well so i got immediately bored (laughs) was would you say it was kind of more like maybe
0: in the same vein as a mafia game
1: yes i would say it was in the same realm you would definitely you definitely felt like scarface you definitely felt Mm -hmm. you know you were you you upgraded your house you were uh selling drugs you were just this you know money laundering the whole nine yards. It was a really, really fun experience, but definitely like a a early-stage Mafia game. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think I remember seeing it and was mm-hmm. thinking, this kind of looks like Mafia. And, and it was Scarface, and I was like, fine with it. I just never got it. mm mm-hmm. um, So are you, are you interested in purchasing the Grand Theft Auto trilogy,
1: Avery? You know, I am somewhat interested, only because... I I played the crap out of San Andreas. I'm I'm more interested for Uh San Andreas. That's kind of just ingrained into my childhood as playing it as a kid, especially when my mom didn't know exactly what she was getting into when she bought that game for me. (laughs) 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 And, uh, you know, during the times, whether, you know, if they were cussing or if I was uh, going in the back alley and picking up a hooker so I can, you know, get one one off real quick and then get out the car (laughs) to go kill her. Yeah, I had to kind of mute it.
0: That's right. I always forget.
1: Um, you're a good bit younger than I am because
0: I was like, yeah. I was like a senior in high school playing Vice city. Like, oh yeah.
2: wow. <laughs> I will go into what age I was when this <laughs> came out.
1: Yeah, because I think let me see. Uh, when did Senators come out? Like 2004. I was like 21. Wow. wow.
0: Yeah, I was like 21, maybe 22 when it came wow. out.
1: Yeah, I was like 14
0: <laughs> yeah, I <got> <laughs> <laughs> no I was at the bar like <laughs> okay that's awesome um,
2: what I about you I Stephen? just turned 30 when San Andreas came out okay
0: oh, wow. are, are, are you gonna pick it up Stephen do you think you would have any if you were to get this would you would you think you could fit it into your video game time that you have
2: Well, define video game time. I I have no problem (laughs) finding time to go buy video games as my video game shelf will tell you. Um, (laughs) So I understand your time playing.
0: Yes, your limited time because, you know, I mean, you can only play so much. Would you actually, would this be something you turn
2: on? Uh, You know, honestly, I will probably pick it up. Um, I don't know that I'll pick it up at launch at full price oh hell
1: no um mm, yeah, but, you know, yeah
2: down bad. the road maybe three months down the road if the price drops a little bit um mm-hmm. you know i will i'll add it on i on, i've got some websites where they they help you search for deals on games and stuff i imagine during black friday that weekend it'll mm-hmm. drop in price and pick it up if i can pick it up for 40 bucks yeah because there's mm-hmm. some nostalgia there um yeah, like you is. said you guys remember playing it as kids I remember, right. you know, we'd hang. I we'd all go over to a friend's house and we'd play Vice City or uh, San Andreas, and and I played quite a bit of it. But honestly, I didn't have a PlayStation Two um, at the time. I was an Xbox person, mm-hmm. so I didn't play any of these games really. Um, I I think I played Vice City more than any of them. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up in the '80s, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you know, you say San Andreas because it came out, you know, portraying the '90s when you guys were. Were kids. Well, for me, Vice City was the '80s. That was when I was
1: a kid. So you know. Okay, so pretty much, yeah. Seeing that the the bright neon aesthetics and and the bright yeah. shirts and floral patterns. That's that was like, oh, this is I'm living this. well I,
2: mean, I grew up in the '80s, but I didn't grow up in the '80s in in Miami. So Miami, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of difference. I was in Phoenix in, at the
1: time. In Cocaine Land, you to grow up in Cocaine Land? No, I did not. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. no. <laughs>
2: So, so, I mean, it's a buy for me, but it's not a, it's not a buy at 60 bucks. I, you know, I mm-hmm. they fooled, me, fooled me once, you know, I bought the yeah. final fantasy remaster
3: mm.
2: and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I played, I played that. It's only half the game and I'll be honest. It was a lot of fun and it was nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nostalgia at 70 bucks.
1: You, you know and yeah i would have to i would have to agree with you because i so i did the same thing right i was on the the final 27 hype train and as soon as it was mm-hmm. ready for purchase i bought it immediately bought the special edition whole nine yards and spent way more than i probably should have and i actually didn't touch the game for a whole year because i was thinking that all right i got a I got to save some time, you know, start, uh, put some time away to play this game because I'm thinking, like, oh, this is a full Final Seven, Final Fantasy Seven game. And then one of my friends told me, like, oh, no, nah, bro, this is only, like, a quarter. I was like, what? It was like, yeah, this is maybe, like, a third or a quarter. Like, it's not even a full game. And so I was just immediately cut off from it. Like, I'm never playing this. This is a, re- this is a r- ridiculous <laughs> purchase. And, you know, and then I finally played it. And, y- yeah, like, it was good, but definitely not 70 or I think I spent like 90 It was not $90 worth it.
2: Oh, yeah. It definitely was not $90 worth it. Unless you got a black mage with it, it was not worth it. Right. And I'm not talking like a figurine. I'm talking like an actual black <laughs> mage that would follow you <laughs> around and cast spells on, on your enemies.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I think, Chris, you said you haven't played it, right? The Final Fantasy VII Remake?
0: I So I've played... so. I want to say it eventually came out free on the PlayStation. It did. Um, yeah. like, let's
2: also not bring that up because Avery right. and I will probably be really, really upset about that part.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I, I I played. I've
0: probably played uh, three or four hours, maybe. Okay. Um, you know, I've been down in the slums, and I I don't remember the last thing I did. It's been a few months. I got I got a new computer and quit playing the PlayStation. Okay. Um. So, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it, and then and then I have a confession. Mm-hmm. I didn't play the original. Ooh, uh, what? Wow! I know. I know. Uh, so back when we need you played, to go back, back to the PlayStation 90s. Two, yeah. right? Back when the PlayStation Two was the thing, and mm-hmm. I know, I know. Um, but like, I was playing. I I tried nine. I tried mm-hmm. ten. Um, X two. Um and Those i even tried
3: terrible
0: to, yeah i even <laughs> tried right well the one the one with the the one with the blitz ball was okay no Ten, that was yeah. terrible and and then the one <laughs> and then i also did the one with the, the, the that freaking cool ass black mage vv or whatever yeah with the monkey Ten. people oh, okay um, like that that one was all right but i just i just never finished <laughs> it i didn't like the uh i don't i don't like the real time stuff
1: okay um, you know the first so final
0: I, fantasy game i beat was 14.
1: oh okay <laughs> and that was all right. terrible the, yeah i'm about to say out of out of out of all of those you said that the one you finished uh, that's yeah <laughs> yep.
0: nope that one was thought, terrible out of the barrel <laughs> and the and the last battle stupid mm-hmm. i don't even know what the hell yeah. i was doing i was just kicking his ass right like, all right whatever <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: I, I think I stopped playing on 13. I I didn't play another one until uh, Final Fantasy uh, Bro Trip came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's 14, right? That's 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm okay. not sure. Well, I mean, they started doing like 13, 13X, 13XA. They started mm-hmm. using the Microsoft numbering system.
1: Right, and then they started doing like Final Fantasy Online, and I think that was a, one of its was a number. It,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually have to envy you, um, Chris, that you did not play the original Final Fantasy VII, and then going yeah. in and playing the remaster because you're coming in with a very fresh pair of eyes, mm-hmm. and none of the the you know the nostalgia eyes, right? So you're going in fresh, mm-hmm. like, like I'm pretty sure you knew the characters, but like as far as how the game, you know, how the story was, you're coming in fresh, and I think so, that's great. I th- so I think the fir- so I did try playing seven because, um. Mm-hmm.
0: Katrina loved seven. She'd like, that's her favorite okay. video game. And I and I wanted to check it out. And so I would try and play it. And I think the furthest I ever got is where this one ends.
1: Okay. So when they are so leaving, I
0: mean, yeah, I might be more, I might have a lot to say when the next one comes out. Sure. Um, and actually that could be rather interesting for you guys who have already beaten it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, now you bring that up; that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, and uh, also, yeah. So, for correction, I just uh, you know use our old Google machine. So, Final Fantasy Fifteen is the bro fantasy. Fantasy.
0: Mm. Oh, okay, um, okay. So that's yeah, the one four, I
1: beat. Yeah, fourteen was their online one. I think. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: and that's the one that everyone's playing right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think nine is the actual last Final Fantasy that I played all the way through, beginning to end. If you take out Final Fantasy Tactics, which is the only reason why I still have a PlayStation 1. (laughs) So that I can play Tactics every once in a while.
0: Oh, I thought (laughs) they had that on the PlayStation 2 as well.
2: Ah, they do not. That was a different game and it was terrible.
0: Disgaea. (laughs) Is it called Disgaea?
2: Yeah, I think so. It it was not as cool as the original Tactics. I think they also made a mobile phone version of the game. Everybody has phone, cell
0: phones, everyone right. has, yeah. Every, every, everyone has cell phones, and uh, you can
1: buy our gold coins and exactly. dust. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh>. mobile games, <laughs> you know, it's crazy to think how far we've come with mobile games. Like, you know, back in the days when first it was just we had the flip phones and we just had just a couple games like Snake, you know, it was just that's everything, was, right? And the same, that's all I needed. And then all of a sudden, phones had color and uh, screens, and then you had like these very low you know low 8-bit 16-bit chip games on there you can mm-hmm. play um like one of my favorite games i played a lot on my phone was actually a uh it was like a drug dealer you're like a drug dealer and uh-huh. you would go around different cities and just sell drugs <laughs> it was so simple but I it, it. was it text-based yes i did
0: i had something like that too what, yeah. what was that called I, I vaguely remember that game yeah, yeah.
1: It was a very popular game on a mobile device. I, I don't uh-huh. know. I guess, I guess everyone just wanted, in the low, you know, early 2000s, would it be drug dealers.
0: What do you remember <laughs> those lame-ass games you could load up on your MySpace or whatever?
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: they had something like that, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's yelling at the dogs. Yeah, I'm surprised my cat has it jump on top of my chair be like love me love me show me attention something like i'm busy bro leave me alone
0: yeah so i left the front door open with you know the screen door closed obviously and hopefully right. that's been enough of a distraction for them but <laughs> it hasn't worked for a few days <laughs> oh i like how steve changed his got his little logo to that i have no idea <laughs> how to even change that on this software I spent any time with that at all i don't even know how to shut off my camera for this crap
2: i I practiced a little bit of it because i figured at some point i was gonna have to get up and shut the door for the dogs or the wife
1: or the wife (laughs) so you have to shut the wife up
2: (laughs) is up and yelling at the dogs and making bacon from what i can tell
1: oh awesome well lucky man
0: yeah so speaking of dune Let's talk about it. We all know. we all went to go see it last week. Mm-hmm. And we tried our damnedest to not talk about it at all when we left. Because that's really difficult. Right. So my first question for you guys is, have you watched it since?
1: I've. <clears throat> I've done quick snippets. So back, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I watched it twice while I was working okay um and and that's where I got a lot of my notes so I might have missed some things also full confession everyone I was sleeping during the movie I had a little bit to drink the night before uh, yeah yeah I, I, I was I'm thinking I'm thinking of going back and seeing it um that uh even maybe this weekend or next
1: yeah um, I, w- I wasn't gonna that. say anything but I, I heard you I heard you sleeping
0: oh I'm not surprised <laughs> I'm not surprised at all oh late night Um, but, uh, so yeah, so I've got some questions about the show. Um, let's start off, uh, without going into too much detail. What did you, what, what did you think, Steve?
2: Uh, I mean, as far as uh, the movie goes, it was a great movie visually. Um, the director does a good job of, of giving you that expansive universe that, uh, the books have, um, I've seen it three times now not in the theater obviously i watched it on hbo max twice and then i saw it in the theater with you guys the one time um it, it's held up uh, uh, there there are and we'll go into this later there there are some issues i have with it but i mean overall they did a good movie that people that have not read the book can go and, and feel like they've seen the full experience well they've seen half of the experience of the book you think it's half the book? Oh, it's definitely half the book.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if it was half or maybe a third.
2: Yeah, no, it it cuts out. Well, okay. It's a big book, isn't it? It, it is a big book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is half of the book that is going to make it into the movie. There's a lot of stuff. If you've ever read a book, there's lots of stuff in, in the books that just never would translate well into an actual movie. Uh, okay. i like playing the ball for one thing um while it's really cool in the book to show the character having that that um not only a master tactician on the battlefield but he's also a musician and a poet
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's that's interesting character development but it would probably be kind of boring to watch on a big screen um in my opinion
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Avery?
1: Yeah, so I enjoyed it. Uh, as As a person who is a huge, um, just visual nerd, uh, being in the industry that I am as a, a you know a designer, I love everything visually about Dune. Um, my mouth, and you probably didn't notice because you were asleep, Chris, but my <laughs> mouth was pretty. <laughs> my mouth was pretty much just open the whole time, and just you know amazed of just how visually pleasing I was with everything. Um, that's one thing I always look for in movies and cinematography is just how well is everything shot, how was well everything lit and I feel the director worked really well with a cinematographer to make sure that everything was just good and um, one thing I did notice, you know, because I think this is the same director who also did Blade Runner 2049 is just how similar of just the shots he used in both Dune and Blade Runner, like I felt the aesthetics mm-hmm. was very, very similar and to Steven's point, I feel like, as he was saying, you can watch this movie and not know anything about the books and still feel like you understand the the setting that you're in for this movie. You understand, like, okay, this is what Dune is about. Okay, this is pretty much like you got space pirates. You got politics. You know, you have um, the, the the family dynamic of trying to be royalty. You got the Game of Thrones elements. And then you have so many elements that I feel a lot of people can come in here and be like, okay, I can not have to be a book nerd or a do nerd as most people are and still enjoy this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I kind of agree with that. Um, and we'll get into that. I, I, I liked it. It left me mm-hmm. wanting more. Yeah. yeah. I, I was upset when it was over. Mm-hmm. And even oh, though dude. I missed like, like I, I, I was like, now I have to wait. And to top it off, when we saw this, and even even the last two times that I saw it, um, we didn't know if it was getting a sequel. They finally sure. agreed with that, like, what, Wednesday?
1: Yes. And, um, you know, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut. And I'm, no, I'm glad they did. Um, and I, I agree with you, Chris. It, it's So I, a lot of, you know, Hollywood and movies these days, right? It's the whole, they try to make this huge expanded universe and make half a movie mm-hmm. or a third of a mm-hmm. movie without I knowing. Yeah, a franchise without knowing if we're going to have another one, right? So now mm-hmm. you're left with, with wanting more, and then say, "Uh-oh, it didn't get green lit." Now it's like we got left on a cliffhanger, and now you're just we're just upset, right? Yeah.
0: I think a lot of the diehard Dune fans that love this movie mm-hmm. would have been livid mm-hmm. if they didn't get another, if they didn't get the the rest of it, the, fi- the second
2: yeah.
1: half. Yeah, a, yeah. And yeah. it's
2: really it's really a series of I think thirteen to. To maybe 20 books if you count his son's books. Right. Uh, the the Dune universe is is quite expansive mm-hmm. in the book form. Um, I think you have to at least do the entire first book um, potentially, and there it, we'll talk about this a little bit more later as we talk about the film. But yeah. uh, they they foreshadow events that are not in the first book but mm-hmm. become pivotal in the later books uh, when like God, emperor of Dune and stuff um, mm-hmm. he has that vision where he sees the uh, Fremen in the white and the gold suits. That's not in the original Dune book. Um, mm-hmm. Him having the vision where he, you know, he sees a, a holy war um, in his name um, and people worshiping at the skull of his father. He mentions all that, well, that all happens later in the other books, mm-hmm. but it, lead, but they foreshadow that and they lead into his, his desire to become the Duke.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but his fear of becoming, you know, the Quetzal Hot Rock and becoming that, you know, the holy war in his father, in his name and his father's name. Mm-hmm. And they really play really well in that. So.
0: yeah so I have some questions about this movie um the first one is rather basic I have something I would like to share okay. let's see how I can do this here
1: you got this Chris I believe in you you know like
0: everyone's been on this zoom lifestyle and I haven't <laughs> had to do that My job just doesn't have it. Like, just doesn't require all that all that much. (laughs) So let's see if this actually works because uh, I tried it with some other software and Mm -hmm. HBO was like "f you." All right, so you can see it.
1: Nice, well done.
0: My first question: What the hell is this thing?
1: Oh, his little navi orb-looking thing that follows him around.
0: it, It looks like it's like. I can't recall if they addressed it in the movie or not but it looks like it's just a nightlight that follows him around mm-hmm.
2: what is it totally a nightlight that follows him around that's <laughs> right <laughs> i want
1: one right it's it's funny yeah i i kind of so um you know a, a confession to make myself um as far as the dune books go i'm i've read like i read the you know the first one but it was a very long time ago you, okay. so my my knowledge of, and I was, you know, like, in, I think like middle school or high school, like it, it was just, I was stupid young. So my memory of the recollection of anything in a book is almost non-existent. But I did have the same thought too. I was like, what is this thing that's following him around? And why did all of a sudden it's just not there anymore? Like when he, you know, when they're actually escaping and stuff, like I thought it was just kind of be like a Navi thing where it's just, it's, it's this little, little guy. Like, like
0: little AI thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah no the, and 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 I I want to say there were other characters that would randomly have one following them like I think his mom mm-hmm. might have at one point in time yeah um I don't know I could be making shit up but uh no and this thing was in several scenes they never addressed it it was just some floating light well
2: the important thing to remember is in in the universe of Dune what what's something you've never saw in in any images of their bedrooms or mm. or anything the war council
3: mm-hmm.
2: they don't have computers mm. technology is different in in the universe of doom in replace right. of computers they have uh mentats which is are never mentioned in one of my gripes they never mention the word mentat even though they have them um the the characters uh that advise uh, the the duke and the baron mm-hmm. uh, with the little the little thing on their lip, which is also a change from the book. In the book, their their lips are dyed purple from drinking a liquid made from the spice that gives them the ability to be human computers. Ah, there he is. Wait, hold on. No, not right there. That's the duke. <laughs> Damn it.
0: You click and whoever on it, that guy is you, click on, yeah, is. you click on the frame, and it doesn't even go to the one and that. It he doesn't. <laughs> and of course, I can't use the arrows to freaking. Of course not. Oh my god, come on. There we go. That guy. There, you go. there we did, go.
2: What did you say he was? A mentat? He's a mentat. So these are the computers in the universe of Doom. Or Doom. Dune. You're gonna have to edit that <laughs> one, Chris.
0: <laughs> I'm not editing shit. Um, <laughs> this see, is, all, this is all that This is all that but
2: Yeah. So he he actually has the ability because of spice to a live longer and and b to be their their computers. He can calculate things, and you can see here his eyes are rolled up in the back of his head
3: mm-hmm.
2: while he's doing some calculation. I believe this is where he's calculating how much it costs for them. To fly all of those people out from yeah. the Emperor's homeworld to do this fancy ceremony to transition control of um, Arrakis from mm-hmm. House Harkonnen to House uh, Atreides, which is billions and billions of their currency, which is astronomical um, amounts that mm-hmm. you know only huge houses can afford to pay. But no mention of him being a mentat. No mention of the spice being what gives him his abilities, which is disappointing because they they really kind of drop the ball on why the spice is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, in the books, spice is what allows space travel. Right. Um, they mm-hmm. don't really they they mention it in a uh, voiceover, but they don't really explain that without it, they had to spend years, sometimes hundreds of years traveling from planet to planet
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um whereas once the spice was discovered the navigators were able to kind of mutate and use the spice to fold Mm space-time so that they could travel from one point to another point instantaneously now in the 1980s film they show the navigators and they kind and they explain it relatively well In this, all they do is they they talk about the navigators, which you see in this scene here, um, the guys with the copper masks over their face. Mm -hmm. Um, Presumably those are the navigators. And uh, what it looks like they do is they open up uh, a bridge, an Einstein-Rosen bridge between one space and another space because you see all those ships flying through that big structure. I don't know if you mm-hmm. can find it, Chris. It's it's right at the beginning of this scene. But yeah. they're flying through that structure. And if you look in a few scenes, you can see through that structure and you can see a planet on the other side. So that's kind of what I think they're implying here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But that's that's not really how it's explained in the book. Right. Yeah, no, it's I, it, I don't know it's people that didn't this, read this, this thing over, right here, movie? but I, yeah. I think the
0: view of the front of it. But yeah. yeah, yeah, like I
2: don't understand if maybe these things are in orbit around all the major planets, which would mm-hmm. be useful for planets you already have, but mm-hmm. in finding new planets, this this kind of technology would be useless.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah, so you you saying that how they might like use these things as a bridge makes so much more sense than it just being a ship. Because I felt it was kind of lacking in design if it was just some sort of ship. Mm-hmm. It, 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 looks, it looks like a space worm.
1: Yeah, like, I got hey, that. It does yeah. look like a worm. It, yeah, that's it, one of yeah. my
2: first impressions.
1: Yeah, the same. <laughs> it just looked like a big old worm. And and most, uh, all of the spaceships that were being shown and as far as the design, they're very, aesthetically they weren't as pleasing, right? They were very, very,
0: very circular.
1: <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, very blocky looking, just very, you know, just metal on metal. No, there was no sleek lines. It was just, yeah, right. It's just, it's a circle, right? It, so it was almost authors. like vintage, like, like cool. vintage space travel. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: Very, very, like, old looking, like, definitely mm-hmm. not, like, futuristic. Yeah. It's like, what, it's like, th- like, this particularly... Is how they would make a TV look in the 50s because they thought that that was sci
1: fi. Right. That was how futuristic <laughs> it would look. It's like, no, square TVs, that's rectangle TVs are, that's old news. It's it's circular TVs is the future.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. Which, so
1: yeah. what, what were you going to say? I, oh, I was going to say, like, which I'm glad, you know. As far as as future goes, we didn't go in a direction of having circular TVs. Like I'm glad we stuck with the rectangular format. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, I bet, and that makes your job easier too.
1: It's much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a square.
0: So there was the the next thing I want to talk about, um, is actually at this part. Okay. This part right here, where he's he's sealing, um the the document for whatever and what i want to talk about is her and the paul's mom um so another quick aside i only know one character's name in this movie okay paul they did a terrible job establishing like i know who the baron is mm-hmm. and then i know who the Benny Jesuits are um and you know i know i know arrakis and the Harkonnen and all of that stuff. But Mm -hmm. like, as far as actual character names, I only know Paul's. I I, want to say that's like the only one that was actually said um, several times. Mm -hmm. Anyways.
1: So
2: Duncan, Idaho.
1: Okay. Duncan. I was, I was saying, yeah, yeah. I'll say Duncan. Yeah.
0: That is the fourth thing. I don't know if this will work. Yeah. It's just going to glare with all that light. But (laughs) my fourth note is Duncan Idaho question mark greatest name for a character ever.
1: (laughs) The answer is yes. Uh,
2: Yeah, I'm just just waiting for a crossover where Duncan Idaho goes to find uh, Tony Montana.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. That could. That's
2: a logical crossover that's going to happen, or we find out that he's a descendant of Tony Montana.
1: Right.
0: Okay. Okay, and then there's just and actually. the the family is actually just the states and right. they, they just have all the names. Yeah, just okay. that. all the last
1: names are just states. <laughs> okay.
0: So my question about this scene here is after okay. he puts his ring on and seals the wax and all of that, um this woman starts, you know, like looking at Paul's mom and like the, and like the the the, the, the movie does like this vibrating thing, which makes it seem like they could be vibrating each other. Because by this point, you've already seen the voice Mm -hmm. stuff with Paul and his mom. Um, I'm like, so like we get to it where there's a thing with Paul and this old bat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That, that takes place. And And I feel like that that's what they were trying to um prepare you for but like there's just this weird connection thing going on with the three of them and i'm like why is this happening now like there's mm-hmm. no story behind it like like i i know you guys are all connected with your secret powers or whatever but why is this what what what's happening
1: why at this moment yeah right yeah i at yeah at first it was um it's, you know the first i would say maybe 20 25 minutes or maybe even 30 minutes it was two hour two hour and a half movie were very um jarring in the fact of just how much they're cramming in in a sense of like just you know oh you know paul can his mom paul's mom's teaching him how to you know use his voice and then as a and so one thing i did try to do watching this movie i tried to disconnect myself from the book right i try to go in as in like okay This fresh pair of eyes. I'm a a a new person. You know, never really read the books, but heard about him. Interested, and just like if if I was a new person, I saw this opening where this mother's teaching her son how to use this power, and in your head you're like, okay, what is that? Like, what's 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 going on? Is this like what kind of ability is this? What is it? You know, uh, mental? Is it? Like what's going on? And then with this scene here, like you're saying, Chris, with the whole vibration scene, it's like, why is it at this moment it's happening? What's so special that at this point they gotta do their like resonating thing, mm-hmm. as I call it? Yeah. You know. You got anything on it, Steve?
2: Uh well, I mean, my opinion of it is 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 this they're 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 building the framework of the whole Ben um, yeah. huh. and Gesserit. Um and their place in the universe. Of, of Dune. Mm-hmm. Um this for they're doing it for two reasons. First of all, they they've already announced it there's going to be a spin-off series um oh. on HBO Max called Dune: The Sisterhood, which is going to oh. follow the lives of members of the Geno- the Bene Gesserit. Okay. And so you know, they really and that's going to come out probably around the same time as the sequel, so they really needed to establish some of the uh mythology of of this group in the series so that that could go forward as well.
0: Do you think that series is based off of some of the books?
2: I have no idea. None of, I've never read any of the son's books. Mm -hmm. Um, um, the, the, the son of the author, um, wrote, I want to say he wrote like 10 books and I never read any of them. I've read Mm -hmm. all of the original series books. Um, and, and remembering, remember them from varying degrees. I read all of them when I was a teenager, so mm-hmm. it's, it's been a few years. Right. Okay. So
0: I do want to talk about the Bene Gesserit. Um, because there's a lot of... They're, they're in this, but yet they're like... I don't know. I feel like they're almost... If it wasn't for Paul, they wouldn't be anything. Mm-hmm. Um. My next my next question and, and, and there's and there and it's I have this question twice kind of. Um the first the first let me let me ask both of them okay. and then um explain where I'm coming from. The first one is why is the emperor jealous of who I call Poe? Because I don't know any other character's name. <laughs> um and then the second question is it,
2: it's Leto duke leto atreides oh, the father okay. oh okay Lido. his mother okay. is jessica and then he's paul and then the girl uh zendaya plays uh, i believe it's John, johnny John,
0: johnny yeah okay well she doesn't matter in this movie um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so w- why so the first one is why is the emperor jealous of leto and then mm-hmm. the second question is and and this i i had to have written this one down because this word must have been used. Um why does the emperor fear the Atreides? I feel they, like they did not so,
2: really must have slept through that part, Chris, because they do actually explain that. Um and it's it's obviously explained much better in the book, but in in the movie they make mention that the voice of House Atreides is growing in the Lancerat. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind it's it they have a hierarchy Society, where you have the emperor appear uh-huh, but then you right. have all the great houses below him, which are the Lancerat, and they're what give the emperor his power. So if they if they rebel, the emperor loses his power. Well, mm-hmm. House Atreides is starting to grow their voice in the Lancerat and what become part? more powerful through strength um, and and just his honor and his nobility. Mm-hmm. So what part? On what the part other side being... of the coin, you have House Harkonnen. Uh-huh. They are growing their power through brutality and the money mm-hmm. they're making from right. mining with spice. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, the overarching theme here is, is that the emperor sees a way to, to bring House Harkonnen down and Atreides down and right, keep himself in power. By having the Harkonnen spend the money that they had to spend to bring all that military to bear on doom, to
3: mm-hmm. take
2: it back from, from the Atreides, they, they, they diminish in their power and their strength.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Also by wiping out house Atreides, he, he wipes out a rival. And um, Paul even mentions it towards the end of the movie. He, he, mm-hmm. he says, you know, why to uh, what's uh, the emperor's, Repres- representative uh, uh, Doctor Kynes, Liet Kynes, mm-hmm. um, he says, "Tell the Emperor that I'll marry, you know, one of his daughters. He has no sons," and mm-hmm. and she says, "That's not what the Emperor wants." Mm-hmm. You know, the Emperor wants to take out those two houses.
0: Yeah, I remember that part at the end. When did they? When did they say that he was gaining favor with the other houses? Also, I was under the impression that there were only three. There's the emperor, whatever the emperor, and then the Harkonnen, and then the Atreides.
2: No, because there's like the Sardacar. they they're. they're I, I can't remember what house they're part of. They're, they're the Emperor's blade, but they're their own house as well. I think there's like thirteen houses. So are you like going I off?
0: Said, of, so now are you you're going, you're going off of information that was not made available to me in this movie. Because I'm, a, I'm, am a Dune normie. I, I, I I've wa- I watched the movie with Sting. And then I I must have watched the sci-fi thing that they did, but I mean those those were back in the middle 2000s. Yeah, yeah when yeah. I watched that,
2: um, I think in the in the miniseries it was it was made more abundantly clear that there were multiple houses. Um, mm-hmm. In the books, they make it clear that there are houses. They 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 describe the Lannister as you know and, and lay out in some detail what makes it up. Um, in the movie, no, they 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 say it but they only say it once and much like mm-hmm. much like their explanation of the spice it's it's not quite enough for someone mm-hmm. to understand why any of it's important
0: it's a little right. it's a little weak yeah.
2: okay okay
0: um another question does anyone else think seeing bagpipes being played in the funny is hilarious i yes i thought that okay. scene
1: was was hilarious
0: yeah I, when when yeah. they were getting out of that ship, I just I, every time oh. I see it, I just laugh.
2: I love bagpipes and I love violins, so anytime yeah. you can work either of those things into into something, I'll watch mm-hmm. it. I kind of I kind of wish Star Wars had worked bagpipes or violins into something.
1: That would be cool. I mean, I will say though the the integration that they did use the the bagpipes and then transitioning over to the actual orchestral set background sound, I thought that was really okay. cool. Okay, I thought that was yeah. I thought that was neat. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's, and that's, you know, one of my, um, my high points for the movies. Again, visual, but the audio as well. The audio design was really well done.
2: Well, and there's another thing. So they cut out, they put that mm-hmm. in there with the bagpipes and, and stuff. They mm-hmm. cut out the point. At a point, you see Gurney Halleck open up a book and look down.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a
2: book of poetry. And he actually repeats some lines as he's walking with Lady Jessica as you know, they're seeing Dune for the first time. Um, right. it, it's character development that if, that they, they left out, but they kind of put in. you know, there's this guy, he's probably one of the greatest generals in the known galaxy of Dune. Mm-hmm. You know, they mention that, you know, some of the best fighters are trained by Gurney Halleck and Duncan Idaho.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but he's well-rounded. He's a musician. He's a poet. He's a warrior. Um, which, you know, if you go back into days gone by and you look at people like um, uh, Saladin from from the Crusades, you know, he was a, a, a Muslim warrior. But he was also a musician and a poet. He, you know, he was a, one of the greatest generals we've ever seen, but mm-hmm. he also was a poet and a musician. Um mm. Sunzu, same thing. He was a he was a, a great tactician in general. He was also a writer and a poet to a certain extent. So mm-hmm. they try and they try and tie Gurney Halleck into that group to give you a, a bigger vision of who he is. They just kind of drop. they come a little bit short in showing you everything that that they could show you.
0: Right, just because right. well, it was two and a half time. hours long and they had time constraints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: 15, look. Ask George Lucas putting a 15-minute music video in the middle of Return of the Jedi when he got to remake it does not necessarily make it a better movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Very true. So let's talk about the Benny Gesserit. I've got I've got some stuff on them. Um like what are they doing? Like what is what is their role in all of this? And uh why does she trust the Baron? And like what's really weird, so I do you guys remember that scene where like she's in there d- making a deal with the Baron and then you know mm-hmm. they're like behind that force field thing. Um and then so what at the end of the scene, I, she she requested for them to spare Paul and Jessica's life, right? Right. And and uh she, but she seemed submissive to the Baron. And I'm like, wait a second. You're supposed to be a badass bitch, like mm-hmm. you're. 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 To me, at the at the beginning, when like I mean, she was torturing Paul, like mm-hmm. you know, like she's somewhat not, heartless not and
2: That was a test,
0: right? 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 Fair enough. But it was it was a torture test.
2: <laughs> well, it, it was. They believe him to be something that is way more powerful than right. than anything that's ever come before, right? Um if he wasn't able to control himself they were going to have to put him down and and Mm -hmm. fast before he becomes too strong right um Mm -hmm. and and you see that that plays out over the series of of the books and everything um she is a badass um she's the leader of the bene Gesserit, and she Mm -hmm. didn't get there by being a nice person right Mm -hmm. um she is submissive to the baron because in that in that scene it suits the oh no her ends
0: okay mm-hmm. you, you froze there so, for a second
2: so they they do talk quite a bit in the movie about well not quite a bit but there's the scene between her and Jessica where she explains that you know they've been breeding bloodlines for centuries to mm-hmm. try and bring her bring about the one the Quetzal hotrack and you know, that, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> that, well, she calls him that. <laughs>
0: yeah. She
2: says that Paul could be that.
0: Uh
3: uh-huh.
2: um, So that's their thing. Is that's they're, they're trying to bring about the the ultimate chosen one to to that can see both forwards and backwards in time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a religious thing. It's it's okay. You you have to remember when these books were written, um, it was at a time where you know religions, certain religions weren't trusted, um, and and so it was a it was an allegory.
0: Has that changed?
2: On, on well, yeah, because <laughs> it, it's not, now now you've got Islam and they don't trust. This was back when they didn't trust Catholics.
0: Uh, I was thinking they don't trust. No one no one trusts anyone right now.
2: Well, that's
1: true. That's true. That's yeah, that
0: that's yeah. I'm going to go run some errands.
3: Hi Kathy. Hi. <laughs> I, sorry. I thought no, you.
0: I mean. so, uh, so, so, that so that kind of leads into my next thing. So like these Benjedjerites are powerful people. And mm-hmm. from what I understand after a conversation I had last night, there's actually more to it than just the voice there's okay. supposed to be more magic involved here um hmm. but my next question and we're we're gonna kind of like move this along here is how the hell did they get that gag i must i must have missed it I, oh wait maybe they were drugged i didn't get the whole drink thing but like how the hell did they get the gag on paul's mom jessica because like if she sees someone coming you're not she getting her
1: voice right, right? They, they caught uh, her
0: while she was yeah. sleeping yeah what's that? Okay, so now they, they
2: show that scene where they have the tiny little pills that help them sleep. So I don't remember
0: any pills, but I remember seeing a little, a tiny little like shot glass thing. Yeah, there was maybe, a maybe tiny just little.
2: Yeah, on that little, that little the tray, tray. There was a little divot with a little white pill in it, and okay. they gave one to Paul, and they gave and they gave one to Jessica and Lido. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Jessica and Lido had two shot glasses and two pills, and Lido said no. Right, right, but Lido doesn't have the power so if they if you take out Jessica well
0: yeah um, when, Lita, when Lita said no that's when he got um oh I don't even want to talk about the shields that's when he got uh assassinated. yeah yeah
2: yeah he woke up and walked out there um, <clears throat> betrayed by their doctor their doctor who is supposedly unable to to betray them but you know he's been broken. By the of right, right, his wife. Right,
0: right, right. right. Um, yeah. masterfully
2: done in the so, movie too, because so, in the book, it, it, they they describe in, in great detail what has happened to his wife. Pieces of his wife have been mailed to him,
3: hmm.
2: um, to try and break him and bring know. him back. You know, to make him betray the the family that he should not be able to betray. They eventually break hmm. him, and obviously he does he doesn't get nearly the role he should have had um he's a much bigger character in the book
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh uh-huh yeah you you wouldn't even have had to send me pieces i would have done it anyways Um, (laughs) (laughs) like
1: seriously like like bro it's it's look look you don't look you could you took my wife i i got it i'll do it just stop (laughs) like i get it um
0: Okay, so she must have, she must have taken those pills. I just I just didn't see her do it, um because that 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 whole thing didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. So let's okay, so let's just go ahead, move this along. My biggest gripe to quote
2: another YouTube I, I would channel, actually like to hear it was like, so they could have the movie, Chris.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> um, my biggest gripe on this movie is uh-huh. the ending. Um the the setup for the fight was okay um david kind of explained you know like how this what what's really happening here um mm-hmm. and and the fight was whatever i think the fighting style is weird um mm-hmm. but the, i i know that's a dune thing i know that's a dune thing i remember thinking the same thing in the original movie and i'm like this must be explained in the book the way that they're doing this because it's it's a different kind of fighting anyways yeah, um, yeah. my big problem is is Paul wins this fight? This mm-hmm. this is his first kill. He's a kid. He just participated in some sort of like holy ritual ritual, ritual thing, mm-hmm. and there wasn't much acknowledgement of what had just happened, and and I felt like it kind of lacked a lot of the power, particularly for the climax of your movie.
3: Hmm.
2: i I disagree there's there's a lot of stuff that jessica is saying and thinking that they show that shows that you know when paul does that that act of killing that person Mm -hmm. paul atreides dies uh he know he ceases to be paul and becomes something else which they'll probably they'll establish in the next movie right Mm -hmm. Like, so but, when you say, and the when fighting you first... style is based on the Bedouins. I mean, the Fremen are basically the Bedouins of, of the universe. You know, they, they, they live out in a desert where there's no water, mm. there's very little life, and yet they manage to not only survive, but actually live pretty, pretty good lives out right. in the middle of a desert. That, you know, I, I don't know about you two, but I grew up in the desert <laughs> 15, 20 minutes tops. And I'm eaten
1: by a sandworm. Right. <laughs> There's sandworms here. With <laughs> <laughs> There probably is. It's just. It's just. We've been doing the the Phoenix uh walk. You know, Phoenix walk move where we haven't oh. activated any of them. So you know, we're, we're <laughs> fine.
0: Um, so what what did you think about the ending, Avery?
1: So, I. I, I thought it was a good setup for what's coming next. Um, I think that the way how it so it, it was interesting to me was the the mixture of seeing the foreshadowing of Paul dying and then also seeing the mixture of the actual fight. It kind of it, it kind of threw me off a bit. But then once Steven, just what he just said, kind of explained a little bit like, you mm-hmm. know, Paul is pretty much dead and this is like a new awakened version that kind of made sense to me why that foreshadowing um, existed and what was going on as with the, with the fighting itself. I did feel that the, um, the, you know, the fighting part itself, I felt like the acknowledgement after he defeated the guy was a little underwhelming. Like it, it just mm-hmm. seemed like, mm-hmm. it was kind of seemed like, Oh, okay, well you killed a guy. Yeah. You're part of our you're part of our group now. And then yeah. let's just go. I I figure it'd be a little more ceremonial in that aspect of it. That's that's what I want
2: that they should have because ironically, it's not the death of the man that, Mm -hmm. that that would have upset the Fremen. Um, As you saw, they quickly moved in and wrapped his body in plastic. Right. Um, What is the holiest thing? The most important thing to people that live in the desert.
3: Water. They're preserving water. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and, and they actually mentioned that when they're talking to him that you know you know to take to take jessica and and paul and kill them for their water oh uh-huh. yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. could you imagine harvesting your dead people for water man
2: <laughs> i <laughs> mean, i,
1: I, I kind of feel 10, we're, 10, 15 we're,
2: years in phoenix we might have to start doing that
1: i, I was always really about to say that i'm like i feel that's probably gonna be a thing here in phoenix <laughs> hey
0: <laughs> we, we we don't need to talk about the canal system and how this has already been done before right. <laughs> by a previous civilization that lived here. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, but there,
2: there, there weren't 6 million of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's do final thoughts. Okay. Um, I can't wait for the second one. I, the, the, I thought the ending was weak sauce, but mm-hmm. it left me wanting to know more about Paul's story. um, I think, yeah. I I I, I want to. I I I know what you're talking about when you use whatever term it is. The messa when he becomes that thing of power that the Bene Gesserits are concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: Well, they're also trying to. They're they're trying to bring about that 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 person. Mm-hmm. Um. They just thought he was probably centuries at least many years away, but probably centuries away. Um, Jessica was never supposed to bear a son to the Duke. She's not his, right. and, and that's something to bear in mind. She's not his wife. She is, she is a consort.
0: Right. Um, oh, well, they call her the concubine in the movie.
2: Yeah. She's a concubine. Okay. And she was only meant to bring him daughters. Uh, there was supposed to be daughters to marry off, to further that bloodline mm-hmm. to try and bring about what what it looks like paul is going to become or if you've read the books what you know
0: well so how- okay so i remember i know that conversation you're talking about which was at the end of him putting the hand in the box mm-hmm. um mm-hmm.
2: The Dom Jabbar.
0: yeah a- and the uh, to me what it sounded like is jessica had a choice of whether she was going to have a male or a female the way that they're the way that um
2: that plays into the the magic you were talking about yeah they have total and complete control over their bodies so Mm -hmm. they have the ability to 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 know those things
0: yeah i thought i thought um, i was like that would be freaking rad but yeah right (laughs) all right so we are at just over an hour oh avery final Hmm. thoughts
1: oh um yeah i enjoyed it definitely um Want, you know, left me wanting more. I, it's funny because with all of the, the foreshadowing that was happening within the movie, it, I wanted that. I wanted to see that, right? It made me interested. Like, I want to see Paul's character grow. I want to see this power come up as, as it's showing. So I'm definitely excited that, you know, the next part's been greenlit. I was a little concerned worried that this movie would just be too artistic for people's liking and people would not watch it. But I'm glad that it's been greenlit, so I'm, I'm well, super yeah. stoked. We haven't
0: we haven't even really talked about the box office. It's not looking <laughs> great, but they decided to do mm-hmm. it anyways, I, and and, and awesome. I think they did that. Steve and I talked about this, or, or we might have even talked about it last week. Um, they, they probably they're they're using these movies to make stuff for their streaming services, right? And so that's probably why they went ahead with the second one. Um,
2: well, also, it, I mean, right now you can't you can't take a box office. As a sign of how well your movie realistically should have
1: done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I I believe there's a way now that most streaming services they they can they count those right. They count like how many times, how many times it's been streamed. You know, how many times it's been played, and add that into their success. Or I I would think they would, and not just go by just a box office. Because like you're saying, like in these day and age, you really can't go off just box office anymore with all the streaming services available.
2: Right, but right. Like, we live in a day and age where nothing. I mean, there's 15 different streaming services, and everyone gauges success differently. That's yeah. Not gonna last for um. <laughs> so you know, monetarily, how much money do they make? Well, Disney can put a dollar amount on how much money they make on streaming movies mm-hmm. um, through premier Access. Mm-hmm. Um, right. HBO Max has a has the problem of how many people signed up just to watch Dune. Right, that wouldn't have signed up
3: mm-hmm.
2: to well, watch uh, Doom Patrol,
0: yeah, or
2: or mm-hmm. any of the other DC stuff that's coming out on on HBO Max over the next
0: yeah. year. Yeah, I, so I, it's I... a
2: little bit harder to judge success, but um, with anything new, they're they're going to have to figure it out because that's going they're going to have to look at that in their business model as going forward, as um, people that watch stuff at home because that's where they feel comfortable watching it. I have yep. a big TV at home. I—I'll be honest. I loved it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. My TV at home is—is is a tiny bit smaller, but it's still quite <laughs> large and quite quite good to watch a movie like Dune.
1: For sure, for sure.
2: What are your final thoughts, Chris?
0: My final, th- um, yeah, I've already said i i, I want more. Um mm-hmm. there's 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 a lot of foreshadowing that hasn't um come through yet. The burning palm trees. Mm-hmm. Um like that that whole bit with the burning palm trees, uh with the singed hand and all of that stuff. Oh
2: the burning the palm trees burn. They burned when uh what? oh when I the heart so, Yeah. Go yeah. back and rewatch it. You were probably asleep well,
0: no no no, because I <laughs> so I've watched it two other times. It's just you know, I've got it on the screen. While I'm working and stuff, yeah. Um, uh, No, that that makes sense. You know what? I even thought about that when I um a couple days ago. I was like, you know what? They probably burned when they came and attacked. Um, but now I don't know anything about why they were holy or why they were special. Like that kind of seems like a waste. That whole part with him talking to that guy watering.
2: Life on Dune is precious.
0: Okay. Um,
2: Mm -hmm. you know those trees represent something yeah i thought maybe they might
0: have served a higher another purpose or something yeah no No, they just
2: they represent a higher you know that life can survive on dune
0: okay right but yeah i'm i'm excited i i uh i hope they don't cut any corners next time
1: agreed Mm -hmm.
2: i don't think they will i think i think this is a tentpole film it's always going to be, whenever this movie is made, it's going to be a, a temple film for a studio. They're going to mm-hmm. put the money into it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. We were at almost an hour and 10 minutes, which is really impressive for a first show. If you ask me, <laughs> Um,
2: <laughs>
0: I could probably so, talk for
2: another two hours.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've skipped about six or seven of my uh, other points. Um, mm-hmm. So, do you guys you guys want to say anything in closing or should we just call this
1: go ahead steve you can go first
2: um the only thing is you know i'm i'm looking forward to what's up next the eternals um oh I, oh yeah 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 yeah. let's talk about we, that real quick we we've got that coming um i've seen some rotten tomatoes stuff but you know i've i i don't i don't lend any credit to that now in the day and age of bots destroying a movie before it's even coming out
1: Right. I got. Some, um, I, I got. Some so I'm going to go like, see really it. You that. know,
2: it's it's going to add to the mythology of Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much the superhero storylines, but the mythology of where the universe came from, um, and maybe you know where some of these heroes are, that we're going to start seeing have come from. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, and, and that's it. You know, go see Dune and get prepared. Get your tickets for the Eternals.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. it. Uh, well, echo on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Go
2: ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead,
0: oh. and then I'll wrap it up.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. To echo over, you know, Steven's point, Um, you know, I am excited for The Eternals to come out. I think that's... I'm glad to see not only Marvel, but Disney expand past just, you know, grounded as Earth, right? Just actually expand out in the universe and show what Marvel all has coming. I do wish that they kind of integrated all of this mythological stuff earlier in the MCU universe, because... To me, personally, I'm a little burnt out as far as Marvel movies are concerned. I've actually, you know, skipped a few. Like, I actually have not seen um, uh, shang- Shang-Chi. shang is
2: it Shang-Chi? Oh, amazing.
1: I've go heard watch. it is. Yeah, yeah. I got to go see it. If um, you skip
2: Black Widow, I, I'd be okay, but Shang-Chi yeah, I skipped, is
1: one to watch. I, yeah, I skipped Black Widow. I was like, ah, too late. I'm too late for that. She's like, yeah, yeah, Black <laughs> Widow would have
2: been a great movie. After Winter Soldier,
0: after Winter Soldier, they yeah. needed that Black Widow. Yeah, movie.
1: that would have been great because that's when she was in her in the hype, like that was like prime. Well, like, oh, I, and I then that's when they did characters.
0: that. That's when they did that kind of like a little bit of that backstory with mm. her and the Red Door, and like, you yeah, know, getting the history red right room here. or whatever, the Red yeah. Room, whatever. But yeah, like, missed
1: opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. To to wrap up my points, yeah. That. Yeah, go see Dune. Amazing movie. Um, if you're a huge cinematographer nerd like I am, you will enjoy every single bit of it. So, <laughs> we probably should have started off the show with this. Hmm. Spoiler warning. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you should edit that into the beginning.
0: If hey, I, I had edited nothing. I'll I'll put it I'll put it in the title. Title. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll put it. I'll put it in the title. It'll, it'll be Dune spoilers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Definitely. Um, uh, One last thing I'd like to throw out there. I mean, it's Halloween weekend. We're recording this. If you're not going to a party or if you're just staying in, watch Midnight Mass on Netflix. It is Mm. a twist on an old story um, that I, my wife doesn't like scary movies. She generally refuses to watch them. We watched them well into the evening, the night we watched it. And uh, until we got to the point where we both decided, you know, we wanted to watch it when there was a sun. The sun was out. And mm-hmm. it was safer. Um, it' great, great series. It's only like seven episodes. They're about an hour, 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 fifteen minutes long, but
1: okay. worth
2: a watch. Midnight Mass, Netflix.
1: Okay, awesome. Okay.
0: Um, all right. So yeah, um, I I'm I'm gonna go see the Eternals because we gotta talk about it. Like what you said, Avery. I I was kind of getting burnout on Marvel back in Doctor Strange. I liked Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. and i i saw every movie with the exception of captain marvel um you know through Endgame, mm-hmm. and then and, and then i watched i watched black widow and that was a waste of my time <laughs> um and i haven't i haven't seen shang chi yet um i i wanted to it looks like you know disney's crouching tiger hidden dragon maybe mm-hmm. um
2: but, if you have disney plus it's coming out on november i believe november 5th on disney plus
0: yeah so awesome you'll be
2: able to watch it
0: i i, I find aquafina annoying so we'll see if i can get past that <laughs> um anyways thanks for watching if you liked leave a like subscribe um this is actually on my channel and that might be changing next time so we'll see uh thanks for watching thanks guys
2: bye everybody Bye
3: bye